Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. All right, hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. What number are we up to now, boys? Mitch has, I think this will be episode number 33, in fact, so they're chugging along, kicking goals. And has we've got someone exciting again. We always love an interview on this particular podcast, obviously. We're trying to get one out every fortnight, so who are we speaking to today? Yeah, another big interview today. Uh, our guest is a professional cricketer. And he's from England. But we don't get many of them. No, we've had a couple <laughs> on. Uh, thanks to a few contacts I've got in that area. But, um, but yeah, don't, don't tune out just yet, just hearing that he's from England. But uh, I can guarantee he's got some great stories to share with us about himself and uh, also some of our most loved Aussie cricketers as well. He's played 48 first class and 22 list A games for Queensland and Glamorgan, uh, as well as second 11 cricket for Kent, Essex and Derbyshire. Uh, I've had the pleasure of playing and training with him for the past few years and he's a good mate of mine. We're, of course, talking about Charlie Hemphrey. Charlie, welcome. How are you? Good, thanks, boys. Yeah, good. How are you? Charlie good. does. Very very well, thank you, by the way. This is Lee. Uh, I'll just do my little speaking test because uh, my brother is Mitch and he sounds exactly the same as me, so here's him. Yep. Hey, Charlie, how's it going? Uh, a little bit deeper there, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, Mitch, you might have played with Charlie when you were like eight years old or something at Redlands back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, probably not. But I didn't know that he played at Redlands. Um, but yeah, I think I would have been a few years after, maybe. Okay, we'll get onto that at some stage. Actually, yeah. Charlie, I just want to say that uh, your resume is probably one of the better ones that we've read out. Some great length to it. Plenty, plenty of interesting yeah. things to read. So um, you've really classed up the episode straight away there. <laughs> no, I try. No, it's um, yeah, it's a interesting, diff- uh, different road to to a lot of people. But um, yeah, hopefully we can come across uh, get across some good stories <laughs> yeah definitely look you were born in Yorkshire I believe and uh, grew up in Kent in England and played senior cricket for club side Hartley Country Club who were one of the strongest sides in the Kent Premier League um, for quite a while there including the time where I was over playing for Bexley also there's a, uh, a tree on the ground your home club ground at Hartley and, and it's that. a real square yeah. boundary where it's sort of the fence line of the, uh, the, the next door neighbour's property or whatever it is the farm next door is a square fence line for the boundary rope yeah, so it comes sort of in as a bit of a ninety degree um, angle in that top corner. Um, yeah, old mate didn't want to sell off one of his six acres, so 
<laughs> that's the way it is. Charlie, I've always heard, like, I, that's what I love about cricket in England is you actually do play on different grounds and see things like that all the time, like treat, well, probably not all the time, but definitely like one boundary can be 20 metres, another boundary can be 150 metres and then there can be trees on them and stuff. Have you, you always hear about like these, these stories of, you know, most runs ever scored off a cricket ball where one's been lodged in the top branch for trees <laughs> and they've run 75. Have you ever seen anything like that? Um, I've never seen that. Yeah, you're right. There's plenty of plenty of uh, examples of that in England, whether it's sort of really steep up, uphill boundaries as, as you get out to the boundary. Um, the tree at Hartley, yeah, if you hit that on the fall, it's six, even if the fielder is underneath it. It's only 10 yards in from the boundary, but obviously, you know, a top edge that isn't going for six. Uh, manages two b six if it just lands on top of the tree. So, so they want, that's right because they always have like home rule. They almost have like house rules, don't they? It's like a home home ground rules. They just set them. Yeah, it's like yeah, our ground, our rules. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, something Charlie, we love asking people about on the show is about their nicknames and uh, what the story is behind them. Um, there's, there's probably one prominent nickname you have in the Queensland squad that I shouldn't bring up, but oh, maybe I'll shorten it so people can hear about it. So tell tell us why you have the nickname Slot. Where, where does that come about from? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think I think that well, I'm not saying I, I know it was. Uh, I went through a, a stage, um, you know, like Snapchat and all this stuff. And if you're in a conversation or it's a sort of three or four way conversation, um, and someone's really getting going or you know really expressing their views, I would slyly film them. Um, or, if, <laughs> or if you know if someone was just eating something or getting picking their nose, whatever, um, I would yeah I'd whip out the phone and yeah I got caught, <laughs> got caught a couple, <laughs> couple of times and yeah it stuck stuck from there really. So you're almost like a member of the paparazzi, Charlie, for just <laughs> around yeah. your teammates. You have to be careful when Charlie's uh, in the gym around you because he'll be filming you when you've got your your face on trying to lift a heavy, oh, heavy in a deep perfect. squat and that stuff is like that. Perfect. Uh, it has you didn't have to yeah. worry too much about that, would you? Yeah, I don't do too many heavy squats, but uh, but he does try and target me sometimes. I reckon, Charlie. Yeah, I think when you know when he had the long hair and it was flopping around everywhere, and you're doing, <laughs> doing, doing your hip thrusts, that was worth problem. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame you, Charlie. Totally <laughs> off topic question, well, sort of on topic, but um, you, you mentioned Snapchat, which is obviously quite probably a youthful mode of communication these days. Have you got yourself on TikTok? It's a big big flavour of the month. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, has, we should move on. Then. Yep, yep. Introduce uh, well, that tomorrow. Another one. Another one. People might need to know about is why you're called dinner suit. Yeah, that. Um, well, I tried to get rid of that about five years ago. You try to pass it on to other people, don't you? <laughs> um, I think what the story behind that was my third Shield game was against Victoria in Alice Springs, obviously. Hot as balls. Yeah, what a place to play. <laughs> um, it was late on day two. We fielded all day. Um, so bearing in mind at this stage, I just I was working at the airport. Um, I was wasn't fit or strong. I was comfortable. I was just a club player, you know, uh, with that sort of physique. Um, and yeah, I batted for a bit on day one, a session or so, and then it was late on day two. We filled it all day, and um, leading edge went over my head at cover, and I think it it landed about two feet behind me. But I was pretty, pretty fatigued at this point, and um, turned 
rolled slowly and didn't dive for the ball uh, to try and catch it. Um, so I'm pretty sure it was Chris Lynn came up with that one. And then, yeah, it got into Renner's at Toonball and it's stuck ever since now. Um, you, you, didn't want no, to get your, no. you didn't want to get your whites dirty because that was like a dinner suit. like you were wearing your dinner suit so you didn't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> that, that pretty much. That's, that was the thought behind it, yeah. It's, if I'm fielding in something, I don't want to watch. So. It's quite clever in all reality, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's got a couple that. of layers to it. I like that. Requires some Yeah, food. well, it's pretty good for Lenny. He's not the sharpest <laughs> one. <laughs> Charlie, your, uh, your cricketing journey is obviously probably one that we, we will focus on a, a reasonable amount here, but um, you've always obviously been a good batsman, a, a strong batsman, but... It's my understanding that you uh, actually were picked in your first, well, in a Kent representative side, um, more for actually your right arm off spin. Like when you first came over to Australia, I remember you taking your bowling very, very seriously. Um, can you sort of tell us how, I guess, your batting and bowling skills have progressed over the years from, from your younger years until sort of now, I guess, where probably batting is your predominant skill, isn't it? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think my bowling was, well, predominant skill. Now, <laughs> you now actually got me out last year, Charlie, so let's just be <laughs> easy here. Um, well, yeah, I think when I was 18, 19, I was, I was like on a rookie contract at Kent. Um, as an all-round, I always considered myself as a, more of a batter, but I, I did bowl a lot more and, and took you know, a decent amount of wickets. Um, and then, yeah, that that didn't really, you know, so I got released from Kent. Um I tried for a year as a, you know, I wanted to play as a batsman, but I was, I was really playing for them as for Essex more as a bowler and then gave up on that dream really of trialling and playing cricket and ended up moving here and um, part-time off-spin or gen, general finger-spin in Australia doesn't really have a great deal of future unless you're very, very good. So continued to work on my batting more than anything and, Still, still bowl a bit. Bowl a lot more in England last year, but you know here, not been pitches don't break up. Shield games don't tend to go four days, so uh, yeah, focus on my batting a lot more. And because um, it's pretty so far, I had to face myself up. I wouldn't be too worried. Um, and you've also you've had a little bit of a battle in recent times with uh, Matt Renshaw for the Queensland Bulls to do with who's going to be the first uh, choice part-time off-spinner used in Sheffield Shield games. Um, and what, what's your sort of thoughts on on where that battle is at? Would you? Um, yeah, well, I think it's my eyes. It's quite um, it's quite clear. Renshaw, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, has developed into quite a well. As you can see in the big bash, a useful white ball off-spinning option, but I think when the captain wants you know, a few revs on the ball and potentially you know, an attacking second-spin option, I'd consider myself above him. So Don't hold any punches, Charlie. Yeah. Say it no, how, yeah, you, how you want to say it. Have you got him covered in celebrations, do you reckon, Charlie, or has he got you there? No, you know, Ren, you know what Renners is like. He's, um, <laughs> enjoys, enjoys the camera and, and you know, he's always on the mic, so... Uh, that's not that's not my style. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of wickets over in De Morgan, but there's no celebrations there. Just um, hand up in the air. <laughs> you were you were throwing the ball before runners uh, by it was he during a shield game at the SDG this year. So I think you maybe are winning that battle in four day cricket at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, you know, I had to um, I had to really um, work hard with Izzy on that one because he was saying, "Oh, you're not bowling in club cricket," which is 
which I don't, uh, which is slightly frustrating. So I had to literally bolt them in the nets for about an hour um, <laughs> to prove my worth that you know, I might actually spin it a bit more than Renner's. So, I bowled them in um, for about an hour that day as well, but I didn't get a bowl. So <laughs> everyone wanted to face some left arm off spinners because we were playing Steve O'Keefe. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now nah, you have sore shoulder have. When um and Charlie, when Renners was on the show, he he ran us through his team of the best eleven players that he's managed to dismiss with his part time office. <laughs> I was wondering if you're sort of keeping tabs on any any big scalps you've managed to get over the years, or if you've got a similar team. Um, well, I don't know. I haven't really thought about a team, but I'm running through some names that are in the pocket. Um, <laughs> yes, please. There's, there's Joe Roots in there. Oh, um, gosh, Steve, good scout. Steve Smith in there. Oh, what? When was uh, that? Uh, he played for Seven Oaks in the Kent League. Yeah, got him out. <laughs> um, Jason Holder, I got last year in, in county cricket. Uh, Ed Cowan's in there. Travis Head. Um, Ryan Tender Scarcity, you might have heard of. Yeah. Jeez, uh, there's some decent yeah, players yeah. there already. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go back up. and listen to Renner's interview, but I think that sounds like a more impressive team thus far. So. Oh, the batting lineup's definitely better. I'm sure Marnus will be in there. Yeah, <laughs> has to be. Sure. sure. He's yeah. in everyone's. He was in Renner's as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Now, Charlie, you're oh, obviously... Burnsy. Burnsy, oh. Joe Burns. Sorry, yeah. Joe Burns. Can't forget him. He's in there. When did you get him in? Oh, Club cricket. Yeah, they're always yeah. great stories to you, those ones. Because <laughs> um, he, he, he calls himself Burgie, doesn't he? Burgie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he sets his, um, sits down and starts every season. And, uh, yeah. He wants to win the Pete Burge medal. Um, <laughs> in the three games he plays. But doesn't want to play any yeah, country yeah, either. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you think maybe winning the Shield Player of the Year or you know, Test Cricket, but no, he definitely wants to win that Pete Burge medal. <laughs> oh, they're great aspirations. Um, <laughs> Charlie, just because, you've, just because you've already mentioned it a couple of times, and it's it's probably a story that I've never actually heard uh, in in its complete state, what actually was the inspiration for you coming to Australia when you did? Um, it, was, it was a lifestyle change. Um, it wasn't a cricket decision. It was just a yeah. There wasn't. A, I didn't really see much for the future. And I wanted to come over here. I made friends here. In my you know when I come over and play for Redlands and uh, all those years ago, um, enjoyed the lifestyle um, and just. Yeah, that was it really. It was uh, purely, um, you know, it wasn't really work related, it wasn't cricket related. It was just, uh, England wasn't for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I was always unsure if it was sort of that the cricket was the inspiration for it, but it was more just the fact that too much rain in England, more sunshine <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, yeah the, the English winters are incredibly depressing. I mean, <laughs> imagine a rainy day here. Um, 80% of the time, eight months of the year. Oh, yeah, it wasn't um, light at the end of the tunnel in my eyes. So. <laughs> yeah, very fair. And Charlie, Charlie, you did obviously mention uh, that when you first came out to Australia uh, that you knew, you said you knew a couple of guys from Redlands and that's how you ended up there originally, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, well, we're going back a long way here. Um, yeah, was, what year was that? I first came out in 2007, eight season. Yeah. Um, because I got on well with a guy called James Treadwell, who... Oh, yeah, we remember Treddy as well. Yeah. yeah. He's 
from Kent, obviously, but he came out and played at Redlands um, through Spud, actually. Um, by the time I got there, Spud left, but I also knew the Myers brothers, um, yeah. the, the Dwyer brothers, um, oh, and then obviously got to know, you know people there, Blair, um, mm. and sort of struck up that that friendship straight away. Um, so I ended up playing nearly three seasons for England, um, just coming out coming out every summer. Yeah, that's right. So you just went, um, yeah, went back and forth. How old were you when you first came? You might have mentioned 18. that already. 18, yeah. Yeah, 18, yeah. Yeah, right. So I just came out, played, I think, third grade, um, third grade, second grade, and then played the last half of the year in first grade. So Shane Watson played then. Um trying to think of the other guys. Ryan Lalu was playing. You would have had like Matt Petrie then as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, Petrie, Moller, Josh Guy, Adam Lynch. Yeah. It was a good side. Good okay, side. Right. Lots, lots was, of fun. Good. good Redlands era, that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I had a great time. Obviously, came back, came back a few more years after that. Um, but yeah, in the end, I because when I moved here permanently, 2013, I, I was living in, in Nanda, so and I did. I knew knew Chris Lynn, so I ended up just playing for Toonball because it's yeah, closer. We were we were uh, about to grill you about that, man. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, that was the follow up question. What what happened there to make you make you sort of? Cause you, you've moved around to a few clubs now. I mean, I think you'd have to be up there with Lethal in the. Like, yeah, I was going to say I'm not allowed <laughs> to ask that question because I've played for more than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on my third um, and last. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, yeah played at Toonball when I when I first moved here and at the time they had, they had a good side uh, Luke Thomas back um, Ryan Harris obviously Lenny Boise mm. um, Sarberg Renners was coming through so it was a good thing to play in because you know, there's a lot you know, a lot of people to learn off so at that time I was just working at the airport um, throwing bags and meandering through and yeah. Um, yeah, just learned a lot of those guys and did did quite well for Toonball, um and got picked in the second level on the back of that really. Was that and what what sort of was the process like? I guess for progressing, obviously that season uh, where you went from club cricket to getting an opportunity to play for Queensland. It's a strange one really because I remember I played two second level games before Christmas that season, so fourteen fifteen season, and I got hundred in the second game, and then that was it, no more second level. And, and then Shield Cricket broke off a big bash. I wasn't even thinking about Shield Cricket. Because I, I was working at the airport and I was, wasn't earning a great deal of money, I, I just remember thinking, oh, I just want to play the first second eleven game after Christmas. I, wanted, I needed the, the money. The money would have been nice. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was at work. Um, so we got this phone call and Trevor Holmes. And he said, oh, I thought, brilliant playing the second living game just what I wanted and he said no um, you're playing the Shield game starting on Saturday at the Gabo against Victoria and I genuinely said I said oh yeah good one who is this um, <laughs> nice one and he was like no no it's Cracker um, <laughs> yep yep you're playing Saturday see you there uh, Sternsy the coach will be in touch good luck and I put the phone down and I was like <laughs> right okay <laughs> um, who First thing I thought was who the Victorian bowlers, and mm-hmm. I was reading and reading all the time. It's Jimmy Patterson's first game back for Victoria for two years. Uh, 
had oh, I got told I was opening as well, so that's what I'd never done at that point. So you weren't like, even was, you weren't even opening for Toomble at that stage? No, I was playing four. Oh jeez. Right. Um I was like yeah, so I was thinking, oh, what bowl have they got? Oh still two hundred test with you. Jimmy Pattinson, one of the quicker guys going around, so I thought, all right. <laughs> well, nothing to lose here, it can only get easier than this, so yeah, went in, got naught. Um, <laughs> we, we, we were we were three for seven. Um, yeah, we actually we filled a second. Um, Joey got two fifty. We were three for seven. Linny got two fifty. Hartley hundred. Oh, yeah. We we won by innings and five runs because I didn't want to bat in that second inning. <laughs> <laughs> but then so, I, I retained you for the next game, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I um, obviously showed them enough in the two balls I faced. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't say you were batting poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, made the next trip down to Tazian. Yeah, I went from there. That's yeah, class. Right. Perfect. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, and so going, going back to your, your club cricket, um, Charlie, so what ended up happening with the end of Toonball? So you're now at Sandgate, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, as I said, the, the people who were playing at Toonball that I learned a lot of, They'd moved on, um, retired, and left the game. So right. uh, it also coincided with the worst shield season I've had. I think I've averaged eight in about four games. We train and play all week. You want to turn up on a Saturday and enjoy it. So yeah, right. I made the decision that um, it was the best thing for my career. And yes, yeah, it's worked out well because I've done it right. It's going to Sandgate, and it's nice to turn up on Saturday and, and enjoy the boys you're playing with. So yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. That's great that you've you've sort of found a club that you're, you're happier at, mate. And so so at the time when you made your first class debut for Queensland, you were counted as a local player by then, not an overseas one. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, local um, so permanent what, resident. What was the yeah, what, what was, was the qualifying time for that? Um, the four year process. Oh, jeez, right, that's a decent yeah. commitment. Yeah, yeah. So it started a while out um, in. You know, in the UK um, but yeah eventually got there literally a week before my second game because they, they couldn't pick me for that um, until I became permanent so I remember Gavin Fitness pushing my case to get picked 
and he kept ringing me saying, you know, are you a resident? Are you a resident? Has it come through yet? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, finally it came through and um, just in time for, yeah, that second game. Oh, that's class, man. And now, and what about, what about sort of now, I guess, Charlie, that you're, you're obviously sort of allegiances have probably recently changed again as you're now an overseas for Queensland um, because you've, you've signed on to play for Glamorgan over in England. Um, is that correct? How, how's that sort of, is it easy enough the process going back the other way, like going back and playing for Glamorgan? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm the overseas player here, so I, I can play on my local, my English passport in for Glamorgan. So the reason behind that was the only way around I could do both. Um, I can't play. I can't play as an overseas England because I haven't played for Australia or or international cricket, yeah. and I haven't, I haven't played to any big bash. So. Uh, I said to Queensland, I've had this offer. Um, they said, yeah, great. I said, the only thing I need to be switched to an overseas. And they're happy happy to do that. So that was a, a bit of a drawn-out process um, with Cricket Australia and, and Queensland Cricket to um, re, rewrite, rewrite the wording for the rule, basically, so I can actually revoke on that tomorrow and become a... A local player for Queensland again. Um, oh right. Should should Australia want to pick me or for whatever reason? So once we got around that, um, yeah, signed the signed the Glamorgan deal and and went over there and and played there last year. And Charlie, how many uh, how many seasons are you going back to back now? Because obviously that's what this must be your third at least, and then you're going straight back to Glamorgan, so that'll be four. Yeah, um, I'm not contracted at Queensland next year at the moment. I'm my this is my, I'm in my last year, so yeah, hopefully over five and a six. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there'll be a time where I have to have a look and t- take a step back. Obviously, starting a family. Um, yeah, true. It's, it's not 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 that easy to to do both. Um, you know, more than anything, you know, have their best best interests at heart, but. Um, it gives me options, which is nice. Um, you know, I, you know, I might not get offered a, a Queensland contract for next year. If that's the case, then then so be it. But had a, you know, we had a, a great time over at the Morgan, um, and yeah, signed signed a couple more years there, which is which is great. Um, so yeah, it probably is one of the best things I've done cricket wise oh, to go over there and and play in the county cricket which um, is a different system to here, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and Charlie, I was going to, well, I was going to ask you sort of what you get up to outside of cricket to, to keep yourself entertained uh, with all those sort of back-to-back seasons. I suppose a family would take up a fair chunk of time. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anything else that you, any other hobbies you've got that we should know about, mate? Um, well, I love my horse racing. So I used to get down to the track a fair bit. Um, but yeah, I've got a, they're six months old now, so um, obviously when I'm not away playing, it's, it's great to spend some time at home with with him, um, and obviously gives my wife a, a bit of a, a bit of a break because it's, it's pretty full on. Um, you'll you'll get there one day. Yeah, um, I was going to say I can only imagine at the moment. <laughs> but, but no, I'm pretty um, sure. So yeah, you know when I get back in into town and. Yeah, I'm at home for a few days. I appreciate what what Rihanna, uh, my wife, does. While I'm, while I'm away for four or five days, or 
10 days in a row. Um, so, yeah, obviously you, don't, you only grow it once, so you want to spend as much time as you can and don't don't miss out on that. So that um, takes up a lot of my time now, and which is which is great. And Charlie, uh, Rihanna, uh, English or Australian? Australian. Oh, nice. And she's happy to brace uh, the English summer. She goes with you every year, obviously. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, well, we had Alistair over there uh, last July, so that was um, that was a huge commitment of hers um, to to agree to do that to let me play cricket. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she loved Cardiff. Um, can't wait to to get back there. And despite what people say, the English summer is actually they're actually quite nice. Um, and long long days and not. You know, can be nice and warm, but not too hot. Um, so yeah, we're really looking forward to, to going back. Um, and obviously, with uh, it'll be nine months by then, so um, that will hopefully make things a little bit easier than two months old. Which it's all it's all quite manic at that age. And uh, Charlie, is Alistair named after your favourite left-handed opening batsman by any chance? Or <laughs> um, no, it's an interesting story. I get this all the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, my my favourite left-handed batsman, uh, Sam Hazlitt. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> sounded very convincing. <laughs> but it's not, it's it's not Matt Renshaw. So, <laughs> um, no, it's obviously, yeah, I, I have met Sir Alistair Cook, and he's a very nice man. He had a lot of time for. Rihanna and I um, in a pub in London, um, but also we were talking about names, and we really turned to me and said, oh, "I've met two Alistairs in my life." Um, Alistair Cook, and he's very nice, very polite, obviously, you know, fantastic cricketer, and her sports teacher, who she also liked and <laughs> and got on well with. So um, we googled it, and Alistair is the the, the meaning behind the name is strong leader of men. So oh, that is a good sign. So that was it. <laughs> Sold. Um, so yeah, there's a bit bit of truth behind that. And uh, you're now at Glamorgan. Uh, you, you, so you mentioned your plan there. Now you, you're joined with, uh, there with friends of the show, Nick Selman and Minus Labashane. What's it been like to play with those guys uh, since knowing them over here in Australia? Oh, Charlie, surely Selly would uh, support the horse racing <laughs> hobby. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, he definitely does. He's he's pretty good. He knows knows what he's talking about. Um, Typhus man in the world behind probably has. Yeah, so, I was going to say. I thought um, there was one key name you were forgetting there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, you're known to be a bit like that as well, Charlie. If you mention it there. No, no, no. Just smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what everyone who's tight says. That's everyone's reason behind it. <laughs> <laughs> no, how's your smart? You're still living at home. That's switched on. That <laughs> I'd like to think so. But... Um, yeah, so got to know Steli quite well, and obviously spent a lot of time opening and batting with him. He's um, he's different, different character. Um, but yeah, like him, um, funny, um, got on really well with him to be fair. So uh, absolutely, guy. You know, minus about three. Yeah, you know, two two different characters there, so I kind of um, like to see myself as the mellow one in between those two. Um, but yeah, Minus obviously had a great year over there. 
Um, that's been well documented. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not surprised. He got, you know, went into a different environment and, and thrived. Um, spent a lot of time with him off the field as well. Um, and yeah, got closer because we, yeah, we're very different people and yeah, probably weren't all that close. Well, you know, before before we went there, but um, you travel and play, and obviously it rains a bit more over there. Spend a lot of time in changing rooms and um, on coaches and whatever. So yeah, we grew quite close. And actually, have a lot more in common than we first thought. So that was that was, that was good. And obviously, to see him go on and do what he's done, I don't think anybody quite thought he'd do that. But um, I saw the work he put in over there. Um, yeah, with different coaches and, and whatever, and good on him. I was uh, I was going to ask how you were going to manage spending at least two years straight with him uh, all year <laughs> round, but uh, fortunately you might not have to do that if he's busy playing for Australia, which he looks like he yeah. may be for quite a while to come. Yeah, um, well, you see, he's certainly done well in the one days as well. So um, yeah, well, he'll still be over there for a couple of months, which. Um, yeah, that'd be long enough. But no, he, um, as I say, we ended up getting on really well. And um, we'd speak about, you know, not just cricket, which you know, we both have, we're both fond of and love talking about, but, you know, lots of other stuff in, in life. And yeah, hopefully he gets to spend as much time as possible playing over at the morning because I know he, how much he loves it. Um, the boys boys loved having him so well uh, can we can we expect the same progress you reckon from you next season uh, you've, we've seen him develop quite a lot from being Glamorgan there do you reckon you've got the same improvement in, in you the next couple of years um, well you can only hope you can only hope um, yeah if in a year's time I'm averaging 65 in test cricket then we can look back at this and, and laugh at it but I think um, we, we've always known how good a player he could be Um probably just didn't quite allow himself to be that good um, you know he went over there as the overseas player and that goes with added pressure um, and yeah a lot's been made of him working with, with the coach um, over there and um, but a lot a lot of it to me just came down to, to confidence and the fact that games just rolled on over there you play four days you travel the next day you play again and he was he was seeing him really well and just kept flowing from one game to another and, and got into this mindset, you know, he, he was always going to score 100. Um, it didn't work all the time, but it worked, I think, 500 in 16 innings to go all. And so that's, that's pretty good. And that was always his biggest downfall was not getting 100. So he, he figured that out pretty quick. Um, yeah, and since then, he's gone on to dominate. And Charlie, uh, uh, he's usually he's usually pretty good both on and off the uh, cricket field for a story. Manus, have you got any favourite Manus stories? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you guys know about his spelling. Um, oh, his spelling. <laughs> yeah, oh, my, so yeah, his spelling got um, tested a lot over there. Obviously, uh, and the Welsh have their own language. Um, which is a whole new kettle of fish. Um, so he, so we they were trying to make him spell good. Welsh words when he can't spell uh, we, Well, I think the guys thought, oh, we'll get him onto a few Welsh words. But when he, he struggled with uh, fountain as his first word, I think he started with F-O-N-T-I-N. Um, 
I think they, I think they um, took it down the peg or two, and then by the end, <laughs> like his back, by the end it improved outside, and yeah, we're having to read the newspaper to find words to test it with. So. But I don't quite know where, where he's at with that now. And that's the um, thing about him, isn't it? He he refuses to be bad at stuff. So even with spelling, he'll actually find a way to practice. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. Even if he got a, a word wrong um, and everyone started laughing and, and he'd sort of start to feel a bit bad for him and he's off, he'd be like, no, no, keep going, keep going. I want to get better. I want to get better. So, yeah, perhaps um, there's a lesson in that for, for everybody, but um, yeah. that was probably it. Yeah, obviously we all know about his eating and his, his eating habits and noises. Um, that took a, a bit for the the uh, Welsh boys to get their head around. Um, yeah, the, the chicken wings and the uh, the noise effects that go with it. But <laughs> after that, after that they um, they took to him, took to him really well, and yeah, they're, they're pretty excited he's coming back. Um, yeah, probably I helps. Think, yeah, they scored quite a few runs as well. I guess would increase that excitement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it does. I think um, to be fair to Morgan, they've, they've done some pretty good business in, in getting him just before the start of the summer here. Um, you know, he's the third best batsman in the world. So, it's a shame. Well, it's a shame for them. Shame for them all. He's only going to be there, I think, for the first two months. That's brilliant for Marnus. So. Yeah, definitely. Look, I wanted to go back to the horse racing stuff. Uh, I've heard you talk about horses and their riders and how they run in different conditions, and, and I think you certainly know your stuff. Or so, so I thought. And so, and if if I was ever, you know, needing to earn a quick dollar via gambling, I think you'd be the first person I'd turn to. However, I've been talking to Sally Nick Selman uh, lately, and he's given us some feedback and reckons you can't pick a winner. <laughs> I can't pick a winner. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what he says. I mean, um, yeah. Well, that's- yeah, that's typical Selman um, <laughs> glass half empty view on things um, <laughs> you know if, if I knew this was coming I, I would go through my messages to him and screenshot all the time he said to me I've done my ask because I reckon there'll be 15 uh, <laughs> different days that um, that that's happened to him but yeah you know if, if we were if there's a, a magic formula and you can pick winners. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be um, facing a new ball to gather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. He uh, he also wanted you to uh, talk us through the time you ran him out second ball of a four-day game. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, playing at Radlett, um, against Middlesex, Radlett's a lovely outground in the Watford area. And that week happened to be Royal Ascot. So, uh, we fielded first. Um, they Middlesex got a decent score, three eighty maybe. Anyway, so Sellers has been facing first ball, and I said, "Oh, how about I just I'll go down the bottom end, you go to the top end, and whoever's facing facing." He said, "Yeah, cool." And so I'm yeah, facing Tim Mercer, blocked the second ball to cover. Um, bearing in mind, three slits in the gully and a. Straight extra cover mid off kind of kind of fielder, and um, so I blocked into the gap. Called yes, everyone loves getting off the mark. Um, still <laughs> hint slow to get going, and you know, uh, not the most athletic, shall we say? Um, <laughs> and, and you know, bearing in mind, as I said, it was it was Royal Ascot week, so I'm pretty sure he quite hadn't 
got his head around the face and your board still thinking about <laughs> a, a probable loss in the <laughs> or a bet he's got going on later in the day. So anyway, we've crossed, well, not halfway because I've made it past halfway and I hear him go, oh, f- trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's run, out, he's run out by about a foot. Um, direct it, didn't help. But I still maintain that if it wasn't Ascot Week and it was maybe minus, it was, it was an easy one. So, um, well, it's safe to say that I didn't get to face first ball again. <laughs> uh, so if Sully was a racehorse, Charlie, you're not backing him. He's not built for sprints. No, no, he'd be, um, he'd be a slow Tormala racing out at Mount Isa or something like that. <laughs> Charlie, just on another player that you've probably seen quite a bit of that the Australian public probably doesn't know that much about, um, but was obviously announced uh, in the Sydney Test, he was in the 12, I guess, this year, was Mitch Swepson, who you've played quite a bit of club cricket with. Um and obviously also Shield Cricket for Queensland as well. Uh, were you surprised to see Swepo in that Australian squad or do you think that's quite well-deserved and you're quite supportive of that? Uh, I think, um, yeah, obviously, Sydney Test, you are going to make a change to bowling attack. It's probably going to, it's going to be a, a spinner in, but very hard to drop any of those bowlers, yeah, team bowlers, yeah. Um, no matter how good the spinner is, they still have to still have to know that the spinner is going to do a better job than what the steamers are doing. So, um, but in terms of Swepo, you know, obviously he had a, a tough year last year. Um, didn't play the one day this year, but I've I've never seen him bowl better through club cricket, um, second eleven, and then he he's played those few Shield games and has, has done brilliantly. He's bowled really, really well, and so that's credit to him. So. In terms of if they're looking for a second spinner, you've got the control and skill line at one end. I don't think there's any value in picking a, uh, as good a bowler as O'Keefe or Holland are. Um, it's general wicket takers is swept over. So with Bangladesh in mind, um, yeah, I think it was it was the best thing they could have done. Um, I, I didn't expect them to play, um, which you know, is fine, but also you've got to bowl to the boys and Chat to, chat to Shane Wall when he's down there and and yeah as long as he's, he's bowling somewhere where he's, where he's at or has been for Queensland this year then he'd do, he do a fine job for Australia yeah Shane Wall was very supportive yeah. I think all you have to do to be fair is actually bowl leg spin for Shane Wall to support you but, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's always a good person to have in your corner yeah I think well you know you're, you've got Shane Wall on side if you're Marcus Stoinis or <laughs> bowl leg spin or bowl 150k. So yeah, um, yeah. I think you know, Warnie obviously is quite blinkered in his view on the game, but um, you know, to be fair to Swepo, he's done a lot of work with John Davison at Queensland, and and that's um, that's credit to those two and and Davo for for getting Swepo back to or. Yeah, probably bowling as well as ever. So, yeah, um, yeah hopefully he gets on that tour to Bangladesh and um, and can prove or not prove, but show everybody how how, how well he's been bowling, how good he is. 
Yeah, no, that is great, great news for old sweeper, but probably tough to ask Lyon to sit on the sidelines, you'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> when Shane Ward came out <laughs> with that statement, Charlie, saying, was it time for Nathan Lyon to have a rest <laughs> so that yeah. sweeper could play? We were rattled by that. Yeah, yeah well, I think, um, yeah. yeah, our cut was, uh, as Nathan Lyon said, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's out. Out and that gave Stuart McGilly game, so yeah, no, exactly. Doesn't quite work. Doesn't quite work like that. I don't think, but mm. yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, um, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie commentators, um, yeah, they're not always on the mark. I think he just runs out of things to say, Shane. Sometimes, so he just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to <laughs> five days. He just needs to get <laughs> another headline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and Charlie, we've seen you in in Shield cricket. We've seen you about everywhere from obviously you talked a fair bit about opening. Um, all the way down to I think number five, um, but I just wanted to ask what your favourite, what your sort of favoured batting position is. If you've got any preference, where you where you think you do best? Um, I didn't. I bat five a bit this year. I didn't enjoy that. Um, okay. As you can, you can have, you can have that bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, I think I I played best uh, when I opened. Um, don't know why. I don't know if it's practice. Like it's tough. Um, you know, I've, I've been scored many runs down five and seem to miss out at the MCG, which is the flattest wicket in the world. So I don't know quite why um, why that is, but yeah, I'd say opening um, when I'm playing well because it's, it's a job that not many people want to do. So it's, it's rewarding when you do well yeah. in a role and yeah, you get to set the game up for your team and yeah, the bowlers love someone in their team who can bat for hours on end. So, yeah, I don't mind being that person. And yeah, going over to county cricket is tough, tough place to open England. Um, just a lot more balls hitting the stumps, bounce as much, mitts um, around a bit more. So that was um, an eye opener. So to have some some success at that was, was quite rewarding. And yeah, I think. To have two good openers is quite invaluable. Um, you look at any good side that protect the middle order, protect the glory boys down at the side. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you didn't like being the glory boy though, Charlie? No, I don't have the shot. I only got about four shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Charlie, you probably haven't obviously had the same opportunities in one day cricket as you have in Red Bull stuff for Queensland but is it a goal of yours to, to continue to I mean you've already spoken about your contracts as set up but is it a goal of yours to continue to uh, play more white ball games and, and both in county cricket as well yeah definitely I think yeah, everyone wants to play as, as much as possible white ball interesting one white ball cricket because some people make it look extremely easy um, you know like Taz and <laughs> Finch people who yeah, if you look at their stats have had more success in that format you know I, I haven't found it as easy um, I've been out, you know, around the order a bit more uh, I actually ended up batting six for Glamorgan which I enjoyed um, as I said I've only got about four shots so when the fielders are out on the boundary it's a lot easier to get off strike but when the field's up and you've got to hit over the top and pause and cuts and innovate a bit I'll leave that up to the other boys but um, I'd love to play more one day cricket um whether it happens or not, I don't know. Because yeah, you know, Max Bryant's coming in, done well. Runners is becoming a, a good, very good white ball player. Um, 
whether there's opportunities or not, I don't know. Um, but hopefully I've finished the season well and, yeah, come back refreshed and watch, watch the... <laughs> Watched the big bash and although to be fair, I didn't watch last night. Um, I was at the Elton John concert. Um, <laughs> oh, right. oh, really? Well, that was probably better to watch. Much better view. Yeah, yeah. But if we can, I'll become the interviewer here. Has what put me through it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still not sure what happened there. I uh, yeah, I got out myself and went in the change room, and then we lost a couple more wickets. By the time I got out into the dugout and watch <laughs> to watch to watch more, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a crazy crazy game the way it panned out there, and um, unfortunately, it's we've had some similar similar performances this year. So so something needs to be done, that's for sure. To be fair, Has I didn't think it was that bad. You were known for eighty or five overs, and then all out for 110 so you'd take that any day yeah we're probably the better team for the first first, like 60% of the game at least and then uh, then really went downhill from there well that's it I I literally I I think there was a break old Elton had to go and change his costume so I checked the score and yeah I think Linny just got out you were 1 to 90 off 6.3 overs or something like that that'll be alright and then yeah Check leaving. I think yeah, lost ten wickets in six okay. overs or something. Yeah, Eight overs. Yeah, ten for thirty-six or something like that. Seven for seven, I think, to finish the innings off. Uh, it was yeah, it was a weird one. I, I guess we had the time out, and the, and the message was just to rotate the strike and um, tick it over until the fourteenth. But we kept on losing wickets and probably went into our shell a bit too much. Um, here's a question yeah. for you, Has and Charlie. Obviously, you're on the line as well, so you might be able to provide some insight. Uh, I've heard a few club coaches in club cricket say that they don't like debriefing on the day of a game because there's too much emotion involved and things like that. You, you would have heard that theory a couple of times. Uh, what was Darren Lehman's thoughts on debriefing in the emotion of that moment? Does that In Queensland cricket in general, does yeah. that, I assume you guys would have to surely talk about the game after a day's play. Yeah, sometimes we don't debrief straight away. Sometimes uh, even after a loss, we'll, uh, we'll just say, oh, just, we'll, we'll talk about it at training next time and gather your thoughts until then but uh yeah definitely the big bigger losses including the last game there we we debrief straight away and uh there's, there's not too many times where coaches at that level really give you a big spray because they sort of understand what's going on they know it's a high pressure environment that you don't mean to get out that you're trying to you know execute the game plans but uh he certainly wasn't happy and and he told us what he thought and and uh as he has in, in the past and that's fair enough and and we just haven't played smart enough cricket we've been been pretty dummy out there and um and folded a bit under pressure so so he, he didn't mince his words but um but yeah it wasn't a like a, a raging thing where he's throwing things all around the room or anything like that charlie have you ever copped any monumental sprays um no not really i mean i i, I agree with the the general yeah, don't debrief. Obviously, we're talking about a four day game here. Um, yeah, you can have a you can have a chat, but I think if the day hasn't gone your way, and a, a coach comes in and expresses that for whatever reason, whether you haven't batted a ball or well, there's there's only one person that benefits, and that's the coach mm. to get it off his chest. Yeah, okay. he probably he'll end up saying something he doesn't want to say or he doesn't mean or or whatever. The fact is, it's actually gone now. There's nothing you can do about it. Once the game starts, there's not actually a great deal a coach can do. Um, and the best coaches realise that. Um, if if for whatever reason you're not on top at the end of day one, then then so be it. Um, it's still three days left, and 
if you win the last three days, and so so you, you can turn it around and win the game. But yeah, um, yeah that's one thing I yeah certainly learned from being overseas uh, at Glamorgan that yeah you, you don't get anything out of a, a spray to the team on on day one or day two, or whatever. Because chances are both teams haven't bad on the wicket or bowled on the wicket. Um, yeah, if it's, you want to talk to the player individually, that you know they're doing something wrong, they keep making the same mistakes. You know, then fine. But a team collective spray, I just think that is that is only for one person's benefit, um, and it's not the eleven people playing the game. So that's my view in terms of last night. Then it would be pretty hard. <laughs> to look around the room and say oh, yeah see you tomorrow boys uh, have a good night um, <laughs> oh shucks <laughs> yeah, as, as a coach I mean you don't want people worried about getting out or when they're out in the middle thinking oh maybe I shouldn't do this or go for this shot because I'm going to get out or you don't want bowlers second guessing their their options or the way they're executing you want players back in their skills they go for a little sandwich technique you know the sandwich sort of positive negative like well played for the first five overs boys pretty ordinary after that and everyone's uniform looks nice (laughs) (laughs) they definitely chuck some positives in there but that wasn't wasn't too much to to in the batting side of things last night Uh, absolutely You'd have been in there. Surely has. Yeah, oh. you could have some positives there. Oh well, I got off to a good start, but should have been there at the end to get the team home. So that was a that was a mistake, I guess. Mm. Okay, fair enough, has he? Um, and Charlie, I just wanted to ask if you've had any sort of major setbacks along the way throughout your career in terms of, I suppose, any big injuries, anything like that that have sort of uh, that you've had, um, to had to sort of get around. No, I've been pretty lucky injury-wise. I think broken rib is probably about it. So I've never really. That was a while ago. Um, Who hit you, Charlie? Yeah, Phil Jakes. Um, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> With a side arm. I was like yeah, envisioning yeah. him in punching you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't copped any sprays. Phil Jakes just punched me one time. Well, that's a chance. We were boxing every preseason, so you know. Yeah, no. that's right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, no. he, he does have he does have some of the flattest feet in the world behind Matt Renshaw, but Charlie. Quite, quite weak arches, don't you, Charlie? Oh, stability, yeah. stability yeah. shoes, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I might do. I I get through. I found a way to to get through. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah has, has, has this right? I do have quite flat feet, and they don't help me in, in some aspects. But yeah, I haven't missed games. <laughs> Through flat feet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't often read that as yeah. like, a, oh, Charlie Hemphrey just rises through adversity here, just born with flat feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't keep, keep that one quiet. Uh, but no, I've, I've been lucky with that. I mean, there's a season a few years ago where I, I, I averaged eight, I think, or probably not even that in four games. I just couldn't. Um, I'm walking out to bat now, like, Expecting to get out, I can't. I don't have confidence in any scoring shot. Um, and yeah, the ball didn't have to be that good to get me out. Um, and yeah, I was fed up with it really. And start the next season, I was playing shield cricket, got back in through grade grade cricket, and I still wasn't scoring well. I was inconsistent. This is the year we won the shield. Um, I was inconsistent. And everyone was doing well, and we were winning, and it's kind of it really wasn't really getting noticed. But I just thought, 
is I'm just turning up and I'm not enjoying not doing well. I'm mm. having great times with boys of winning lots of games and whatever. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I'm done. Burnsy was coming back from injury and we're playing at the Gabba against WA. And I just thought, it's my last game. And so I'll play 20 first class games, scored a couple of hundred. Never thought I'd be in this position. So cool. Um, anyway, I ended up having quite a good game. Um, and yeah, went from there and backed it up again so just very fickle game sometimes um, yeah and yeah, I always said that if I get the chance before I play for Queensland if I ever got the chance then just run with it for as long as you can if it lasts two years then great if it lasts seven eight years then even better um, so that was that was a close to the biggest setback I've had um, but yeah managed to come out the other side and Still yeah. going, which yeah. is good. Uh, we enjoy watching you do well, mate. We're very, very glad that you got through that, that's for sure. Um, I have a couple of questions just to round out for you, Charlie, and they might be difficult to answer, uh, but do your best. Uh, you mentioned, you know, teammates loving opening batters that go out and do a great job, that they're always very well-liked humans within the team. Uh, I wanted to ask, do you have a favourite human or, or couple that you've played any form of cricket with? Um, I'm boys who are... I enjoyed spending time with, but yeah, give them a shout. I'm sure they're listening. It's got to be a four listeners in England. You reckon it includes both of them? Yeah, <laughs> two of the. I'll get tagged in this episode. Yeah, two of the four so. listeners. <laughs> they've just got funny accents, so they're they're not actually that funny. They just sound funny. And, <laughs> and they end up they end up making me laugh. So there's a couple of those. Um, guy called Kieran Carlson. He's always good fun to spend time with yeah we didn't yeah we played a lot we played very quick together but we spent some time off the field together so um yeah he's definitely up there although it's quite a it's quite a new relationship or quite a new friendship so um we'll see how we go second year round um, <laughs> second year blues pressure's on <laughs> to be fair you know a guy that we we all know I, I haven't seen him much lately but I always enjoy spending time with Ryan Malou um, he's very good to me back in when I was a youngster. Um, yeah, someone you yeah, love playing and having on your team, but also just happy to catch up with and um, yeah, just a all round good bloke. Um, yeah, so he's obviously you know one guy that we all know. Um, yeah, we're lucky. We probably... still get to see him every Thursday night while he's whizzing sidearms past us yeah. at 150 <laughs> kilometres yeah. per hour. Yeah, I can imagine he's quite aggressive on that because obviously <laughs> fast mentality, but fortunately, broad legs in. But yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'd always look forward to catching up with him. So hopefully, I'll see him again soon. But yeah, he was always um, some of the fond memories with um, a long time ago now. But yeah, yeah, he'd yeah, be up there. Yeah, no, I and can say Char- he's an unreal man to have sort of in your corner or, or on your team. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. definitely. And then, Charlie, my final question, uh, and the way that we always try and wind up every interview that we do, uh, is to ask you if you obviously have any questions of us, uh, but generally that just turns into actually people taking the piss out of Has, particularly people in your <laughs> position that that, uh, that have played cricket with him. But is there anything that you uh, that you would like to add, mate, that you feel like we've missed or that needs to be said? Really? No, I think um, I'm sure a lot of the stuff that Has has seen teased for on this um, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing new or a lot of the stuff I've got to say it would be 
will be nothing new. Um, so we've got the tight ass sure, nature. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's racking up a nice selection of Is hotel um, <laughs> soap and shower gel. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've heard that one yet. That's uh, new. Yeah, well, I used to I used to uh, take all the soap and shower gel from the hotel rooms whenever whenever there was some left over at the end of the stay, so I could take it home and didn't have to buy it when I when oh I got home. Oh my goodness! Well, you, my, you my parents denied well, that. Has. <laughs> <laughs> my parents did the shopping. I didn't want to have to ask them to buy that sort of stuff for me. So uh, <laughs> that's next level. Didn't they buy it for themselves? Anyway? Yeah, well, we had different bathrooms. Oh right, right, okay. right. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Charlie, we appreciate you coming on so much, mate. We've obviously talked about it for a long time. So thank you so much for making yourself available tonight for us to have a chat to. No, pleasure. It's been fun. Um, no, I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully see you all soon. It comes out all right. Absolutely. It most certainly will. I'm a freak at editing, so I'll make oh, sure okay. it sounds pristine. <laughs> uh, but also, Charlie, obviously, just after your stories tonight, we want to make sure that uh, we wish you all the best as well for the for the back half of the season and hope that you have a massive um, four-day sort of shield um, games in the, in the in the back end of the season there. Brilliant. No, thanks for that. Um, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully finish well and then, yeah, over to Cardiff. Mm, I've stumbled my way through that sentence, but you, you got the sentiment, so I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, right. Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Cheers, mate. No worries. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Bye. And thank you very much, everyone. And that was our interview with Charlie Hemphrey. Has uh, one of the great chats, actually. It was a very interesting character to talk to, someone who's had a slightly different pathway through professional cricket. So some interesting stories from him. Yeah, definitely a little-known uh professional cricketer not too many would have heard of him because he doesn't play big bash and hasn't played international cricket yet but really good to talk to because he's got a lot of really good stories interesting ones but also a lot of funny ones so Absolutely. that was it was great to hear from yeah, him that was great um so thank you so much for listening to the show guys as per usual uh we hope that you liked it as much as we enjoyed making it and subscribe on either apple or spotify wherever you choose to listen to your podcast uh Obviously, if you could give it a rating as well, particularly if you enjoy it, that would be much appreciated. Um, we definitely want people to liaise with our socials as well, don't we, Has and get in contact with us. Yeah, having a lot, plenty of fun on our socials. I think we're very, very close to 1,000 followers on Instagram too, yeah, so that'll be a special Always happy moment. to give people a like back too. That's one thing we can guarantee. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't, but, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> awesome. Um, and, uh, guys, you can find all of those socials in one place. Uh, Mitch has created a website for us. He's not with us at the moment, but he has created a website, which is wegotthechocolates.com.au. Very simple and easy to remember. Um, so please get in contact with us. Let us know any stories you've got from the weekend and your sporting action. We certainly uh, really enjoy hearing from you, and uh, we love telling stories about you as well. So thanks so much. Cheers, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 